Set your alarm for Saturday mornings on KYMN for the Raider Wrap. Join me, Jimmy LaRue, at 10 o'clock each Saturday as I talk with area coaches and gather insight to the ins and outs of high school sports and activities. A.J. Reister will bring you up to date with all the scores and highlights of the week, along with one-on-one interviews in our segment of Meet the Raider. It's all right here Saturday morning starting at 10 a.m. on KYMN 95.1, The One. Real Radio, True Variety, 95.1, The One. 721 on a Monday morning at this time every Monday during the legislative session. We talk with our state senator, Rich Draheim from District 20. Senator, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Was, was it another hockey weekend for you, or are we able to do uh, some other things? Yeah, it was a weekend off. We have off till April 6th, and then it starts all over again. All right. Uh, let's talk about what's happening at the uh, Senate. Uh, first of all, the uh, Senate uh, last week uh, released its uh, its uh, budget targets for the 2021 legislative session. Tell us a little bit about uh, what's in that Senate package. Well, you know, I, I don't have it in front of me here, but, we, you know, we focused on the family, um, and we try to take into consideration the federal um, money that came in again. So we've had three big buckets of federal money come in, and how does that affect our, our budget and what we're using money for? Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have a, a lot of need, um, so if we can save a little here and push it over there, that's what we're, we've been trying to figure out. And, and with such large dollar amounts coming in multiple times, it takes us a long time to kind of unpack what, what the federal money's for. I mean, it's billions and billions and billions of dollars that have come in. Um, so that, that, that's what we're working on. So when we look at our budget, um, you know, we, we not only look at what the House is recommending, what the, um, governor's recommending and then of course what we're doing but we have to balance that with the federal government and looking at kind of how how inflation is going to play a role for the family um you know we've seen gas prices raise you know just in the last what three four months um uh, quite a bit you know almost almost a dollar um you know energy prices have gone up you know for our homes Natural gas has gone up uh, quite a bit. So how does that impact? You know, are we going to have to do something uh, for natural gas um, with, with the spikes in that um, to help out those families that can't afford that? It's something that we are looking at doing. Um, so but that's, I, I know, kind of broad. My um, committee that I'm chair of, uh, yeah, I, my budget's $101 million dollars. Um, so I, I have to dig through, you know, what, what have we historically spent that on and then how does the federal money impact our, our different programs and then make a decision on, on where we, where we spend that money. Uh, Senator, you, you mentioned, uh, the, the federal stimulus money, uh, the $1.9 trillion, you know, when that co- money, when Minnesota's share of that comes here, uh, I guess s- some questions that I would have, and I don't know how much you could answer at this point because it's just been, uh, released, but do they give you, uh, some specific, uh, I'm sure there's some parameters in which you can spend that and some specific, uh, instructions on how to do that. 
but uh, do, do you know what they are yet? Uh, at what point do you get all that information? You know, that's very cloudy. Um, it's I, I can't believe that we have to wait this long to, to interpret uh, or wait for, usually it's Treasury on the federal level that, that interprets how we can spend this money. Um, so it, it usually takes us weeks to figure that out, to be honest with you. And, and who figures that out is nonpartisan staff. So we have Republican and Democratic staff up at the Capitol, and then we have the long-term nonpartisan staff um, that unpacks all that and then lets everybody know what what they interpret it for use is or what we can use it for. So um, so it's, it's a process, and it takes way longer than, than I would love. But, uh, you know, it's... There's things, There's we got more money for the zoo, we got more money for art, you know, all this stuff that, you know, I know they were impacted by COVID, but I, I wouldn't say that's the direct um, use for, for COVID, you know, it's not PPE or, um, you know, other uh, health-related things. Um, so it does go quite far on, on every, probably every committee we'll have to deal with the federal money. Now, this uh, latest uh, stimulus package, unlike the other two, this is passed by uh, a, a Democrat uh, in the uh, White House and also the uh, the House of Representatives, the Dems there. Uh, of course, uh, President Trump had the first uh, two, uh, and uh, they were controlled basically by the Senate. Do you have an idea of, any idea yet on uh, what, is there much difference between those stimulus package, packages that have been passed? <laughs> You know, I, I think this last one probably it was it was more or less just a stimulus package, in my opinion, and not really a COVID one. Where the first two were more COVID, so only nine percent of this last one is really COVID related. Um, so it was just kind of everybody. I call it a pork bill, um, where everybody everybody wins. Here's something for for everybody, um, and, and that's why it costs so much. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in there I didn't think we needed to spend. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how, how it impacts everybody. You know, it's just going to drive inflation up, and, and that's something that I'm worried about. Um, so we'll have to have to just wait and see how it affects everything. But, you know, interest rates are creeping up, um, which will affect the housing um, and, and people being able to afford a house. Um you know, energy prices mm-hmm. are going up, durable goods are going up, you know, you know, things cost too much the way it is, and I'd, I'd hate for, to see it even cost more. Let's talk about some of the bills that you have offered that are, are still alive and uh, being discussed at this point. Uh, what do you have out there? You know, I, I have a whole bunch. You know, there's, um, you know, I think I had eight more bills up this last week. Um, you know, that, that'll taper off here. Um you know, as as we start working on our, our bigger year-end bills here, usually in April, we start doing that. Um, but the two big ones I have probably is I have that uh, eviction moratorium off-ramp. So we, we right now, uh, landlords can't evict anybody, even very hard to evict anybody, even the bad, bad, bad actors. Um, so we are, you know, trying to work with, uh, the governor, um, I think I have a meeting tomorrow with uh, Commissioner Ho, who's in charge of the housing um, area. 
and I'll meet with a couple Democratic senators tomorrow um, again, and, and we've been meeting and been talking, tried to come to an agreement um, on what we can do. Pretty important. It affects a lot of people. Um, and then the, probably the other biggest one I have still in the works is a, uh, a pharmacy um, bill trying to reduce drug prices. So th those are probably my two biggest ones that are still moving. Um, and then we try to get our our bills amended to something else. So if we didn't meet one of the deadlines, you know, we're we're trying to trying to get ours attached to something that is moving forward. So there's a lot of that going on. So mm -hmm. we try to amend on our our bill onto another one or part of our bill onto another one. So very busy. Right. Yeah. Um, anything else that you'd like to uh, discuss while we have you on the air? You know, I. I the the process so how the process works for those that don't know um you know we will move forward with um our our budget bills you know in in april so that's what i'll, I'll be working primarily on my housing one because i'm chair of that committee but i'm vice chair of health and human services so I'll, I'll spend a little bit of time on that one uh which is a huge huge budget it's probably the most complicated budget of any of the areas at the capitol um, so that'll be fun moving forward on that. And, and then I just wanted to mention one more thing, Jeff. I, I've been, I got a lot of contact from people from Northfield on, on the, uh, the rail, um, passenger rail. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a bill out there to propose to, uh, spend a half a million dollars on a study for, for, uh, passenger rail. And I, I met with some of the folks from the city and, um, you know, I've had people email me in favor and people email me against it. Uh, and what I, what I told people is that, you know, I, last time I talked to the rail, um, companies, so the railroad companies, the people that use those rails for freight, um, there wasn't capacity for passenger. So I, I don't really support that bill until we know the rail companies have the, the room and are willing to work with. Uh, a passenger rail group to do that. Um, you know, right now, what we're hearing from the rail companies are, you know, they, there's a backlog of moving grain and fuel and wood products. You know, all three things that are are in high demand. Lumber prices are up double digits in, in the last year alone. Um, you know, fuel prices are up, um, and of course, grain, which is up too, ironically. Um, you know, we, we got to be careful of that too. So it is a complicated issue. And, and I said, I'm all willing to have a conversation once we, we know that the rail companies are, are willing to, uh, let them use the track. If not, it's, it's kind of a waste of a half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. Now the rail companies, are they, uh, are they're actually the owners of the track? Are they not? Correct. Okay. Correct. And, um, you know, most passenger rail lines all over the country are heavily subsidized um so i i, I don't it's not cost effective to to build a new track for for something that historically all over the country hasn't stood on its own um you know if we can use an existing line and, and, it, and it pays for itself yeah let's have that conversation um but but if we don't if we don't have a, a willing participant um the two rail lines um then that i don't i don't think it's 
worth moving forward on it and spending the half a million dollars on it. So just I, I, I know that a lot of people from Northfield had contacted me on that either way, so I just wanted to mention that. All right. Senator, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your week at the le- or your week off of the legend. Is it, is it this week you have off or next week? Yeah, I'm headed up to St. Paul for this week, okay. and then we we're off Friday through Easter. So. All right. Well, uh, enjoy the week, then, of work. Thank you so much for joining us, and okay. have a good one. Mm-hmm. That is State Thanks, Senator uh, Rich Drayheim from District 20, uh, District 20, which includes, of course, Northfield and surrounding areas. Keep up with local news and events at KYMNRadio.net. Terry Knight posts a daily newscast Monday through Friday, as well as updates and other community news. And it's free. Stop by KYMNRadio.net frequently. Look for updates on our Facebook page, too. KYMNRadio.net. Still a friend you can count on.